You are listening to Quick Questions. This is a short in-between episode. After our last full podcast with our guest, Mark Piling, he had an awesome study looking at, you know, why pro golfers didn't make it on the, the European tour in the case of what he was looking at. It was really, really cool. I hope that you go check that out. After we finished that conversation, I wanted to get to know him a little bit better. And we asked him our series of quick questions. Let's start off with a uh, favorite golf course you've played. Cardiff State. That is where you said you won the, um, the junior boys, is that correct? Won the boys, yeah. I haven't been up, so I haven't been back since, but I, I, I need to go. That's that's my, my bucket list next year, Cardiff State. Closely followed by St. Andrews, the old course. Brilliant. When your game is in the gutter, what do you do to get it back? That's a good question. I would play more on the golf course. I would stay clear of the practice ground. I would go on the golf course and I would ask myself the question, why am I playing the game? What am I trying to achieve? Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Favorite club in your bag right now? My two iron. There you go. What, what is that two iron? What, what do you have there? Callaway two iron. Callaway X Forge two iron. I regret that the uh, rules changed in 2010 for the, I had a Callaway X16 two iron that I used to love and anybody who knows me will, will know that, but it was uh, taken out of play when the rules, the grooves changed. <laughs> there you go. Let's see. What about uh, just an interesting piece of gear or anything you've gotten lately that you found interesting? I'm going to flip that around. I'm going to say that the most interesting thing is what I could do without my gear. So I would say that I have a trap man, I have 3D, I have a studio, I have high-speed cameras. So a thing that I ask around a lot of is what can I do better without all that? If that was all taken away from me, would I still be as good a coach as I am today if that was taken away tomorrow? I love that. It, what kind of tech do you use then on, on that gear side of things? So you're very selective about when you use it. What do you use when you when you choose to bring it out? So I use Trap. I use Trapman. I use uh, Mark Bull's 3D system, which is a Polyhemus G4 3D system. Uh, I use high speed video. I tend to use Trapman on most sessions just to get some information about club delivery. I use high speed video again for myself. Uh, kind of my own for my own um, reference more than anything else quite a lot and i use 3d more sparingly generally with the with the lower handicap players i think the one bit of kit that i couldn't do without which i've asked a few people recently would probably still be my video because i still like to see uh having given over thousands of lessons now i still like to see it on the video there you go books that you have read lately and recommended golf related or not curious on that yeah the art of zen i can't remember the author um the art of zen is a book about um, learning archery through zen which is very very interesting is my latest uh, book my favorite golf book is search for the perfect swing by cochran and stops or john jacobs by the way john jacobs is a practical golf um is my, is my joint joint favorite golf book there you go Coaches or influences on your career? Who's who's had the biggest influence on you? So there'll be two people there. Would be firstly would be Ashley Salt, who was my coach for many years at Asprey, who I used to work for. Ash was a role model to me, and I took a lot from him. Uh, we, we had some really really good times, and he he got me to to the stage where I won the British Boys. It was certainly a big part of that. And then secondly would be Alan Thompson, who is a co- he's Tommy Fleetwood's coach at the moment, who coaches in Heswold, which is not far not far from where I live. And Alan played quite a big part in my uh, my upbringing as well through uh, through the county and and just, and just prior to turning pro. So it'd be those two guys would be top of my list for coaching. 
Let's uh, pose a scenario here. You have a tournament on Saturday. It's Monday today, and you have four hours this week to get ready for that tournament on Saturday. What are you going to do? I would spend the first half an hour, I would spend the first 15 minutes holding out short putts. I would spend the next 15 minutes doing uh, distance control. I would spend the next 15 minutes, or next half an hour doing short game. So wedges, chipping, putting, uh, sorry, chipping, bunker playing, pitching. I'd probably spend the next 45 minutes trying to get my tee shots in play, which is uh, where, I, where I tend to struggle. I'd be, I'd be pretty confident with hitting the green with a six iron, and then I'd go and play eight holes. And that would take me up to about four hours. Maybe have 10 minutes at the end to reflect on my performance too. How do you work on, let's just say, you know, work on, on hitting the driver? How are you going to work on that? Like, is there specific things you're going to do? Are you working on setup, alignment, tempo? Like, what's kind of your go-to? Um, go-to would be sentinels of strike. So I would use some uh, either face tape or some spray on the face and just see where I'm hitting it in the, in the center of the club. And then I would work on my setup position for a short time. So I'd do some block practice with maybe some canes down just to actually check my setup. Perhaps used to five minutes on the video just to check everything's okay. And then as soon as I'm pretty comfortable with that, I will take it away and I'll test myself on the range. So I'd, I'll be picking two targets out. I'd be, pick, I'd be hitting no more than three drives in a row and then swap into my three wood, then two iron and then go back to the driver. And I would certainly formulate some sort of skills challenge for the latter half of my practice. So I'd, I'd do my blocked practice followed by a bit of random stuff. Brilliant. Brilliant. And then um, these last questions, I'm, I'm always curious, you know, as a, as a coach, as a golfer, what do you want to see happen with your players and with golf? Some of my young players, their performance is irrelevant in a roundabout way. I like to see them doing stuff that we've worked on when I'm not watching. So when I can see the, some of the psychology, psychology skills that we've done, when I can see them doing that on their own independently, and it's a, I can... When I, when I chat to the guys around the clubhouse and they, it's a Freudian, Freudian slip when they tell me they've been doing stuff, I know I'm doing a pretty good job there. And I seen a, saw a guy tonight on the range, a young, young lad warming up on the range tonight, doing the warm-up we do on a Saturday on his own. And again, I thought that was that was pretty cool. One of the young girls we've got here, Belle Wardle, who's just, um, who plays off plus four handicap. She took a lot of the stuff on board we did with her as a youngster and she still does it this day. So I'm quite proud of that stuff. On the flip side, what are you most afraid of? I think I'm, I would say as a coach, losing the art of the game, becoming too rigid, too sciencey, not too sciencey, that's the wrong word. Perhaps ruined by technology, a bit too much technology, taking the art out of the game. I think there's, there's still a place for a lot of the artistic side of the game, backed up by science for sure. I think we've got to be wary that we don't use the science. We don't scare people off with science. And we'll end with this one. You're going to say a few words to a player before they tee off. What would you want to say to someone to help them play the best? Play your own game and be the best that you can be. Stick to your strengths. You know your game inside out. You stick to what you're good at. Don't try and be influenced by anybody else. 